This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that has nothing, nothing to say. Should be a short show then. Uh, Groundhog Day at the bridge, as Chelsea repeated almost exactly the recent capitulation against Southampton, but this time worse, as it was against the Scousers. All was looking good with a goal by Ramirez after four minutes and Chelsea seemingly in control, sitting back and playing on the counter for the first half. But then one loss of concentration, one mistake, Liverpool equalise. Chelsea heads drop and they lose their sixth game out of 11-3-1. No wonder Jose is lost for words. It's safe to say we all are too. I am Stamford Chidge and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Football Fancast, The Enemy Within which seemed highly appropriate for matters which we will go into in a minute. And I know that Daniel, if he's in the house, Daniel Klassen will already got the reference to the fact that there is, in fact, another one of the long line of Chelsea fancast show titles that references a rush track. OK, I shall say no more. Now, on the show tonight, we have, um, for the second week in a row, I'm delighted to say, and somebody who, I'm afraid, I only managed to have one very miserable, grumpy beer with after the game, and that would be the legend that is Dr. Mark. Yes, we, we had the one beer. I, 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 you I were just, well ha- unhappy, I just mate. wanted to go home after You that. did, didn't you? Yeah. You really did. I, I of course, took uh, option B which is to go out and get utterly, utterly, utterly battered. That's another way of dealing with it. Yes, indeed. It was good. I, 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 at, the time I oh. felt, at the time, I felt absolutely fantastic about it, uh, but I have felt utter shit since. But there <laughs> you go. Now, to my left, to my left, I have the wonderful, wonderful Dan Silver. Evening, Chidge. It's good to see you, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well yourself. Yeah, well, I'm not well, actually. Uh, you know. Sympathy. But I'm, I'm going to live. I'm going to fight my way. Unlike the players, I'm going to fight my way yeah. through it and give it 100% and play for the shirt, mate. Now, um, his timing, I tell you what. If, if the che- Yeah, if the Chelsea football team 
Certainly in the creative exists. third, had timing as impeccable as Jonathan Kidd's, we would not be in the manure that we are. Jonathan, it is lovely to see you. It's more lovely for me to be here than it, it is we, for you to say that it's lovely. Yeah, you need to be a bit close to the mic because be everybody seen. always moans that they can't hear you and I can't tell whether they can hear you or not. Pardon? That's probably just good enough. It's great to see you in the nick of time. Now... You lovely lot out there. We've got an absolute monster, monster load of people in Mixler, actually, tonight. It's fantastic to see so many in, of you in there. But on the show tonight, we will be asking why Chelsea's confidence seems so brittle and is this terminal? Or can Jose and the players turn it round? In part two, we will be asking who the enemy within is, with rumours circulating that one of the players would rather lose playing under Jose than win. Absolutely disgraceful, in my opinion. In part three, we will yet again be asking what on earth is going on. Is it the board's fault for not replacing the spine of the team and leaving Chelsea with a lack of leaders? Are the players good enough? If confidence is the issue, how do we restore it? And how long has Jose got before the club wield the axe? Or should the players carry the can for a change? I think it's, it's what I would call a very debatey type show tonight. Anyway, uh, to wrap up part four, as always, we've got the usual roundup of Chelsea supporter news. We have an email to read out. An email? We do. It's you have a, the poem? No, I didn't get the poem. I forgot completely. Carol wrote a wonderful poem, didn't she? I'll try and find it. In if we have time, I'll find if we'll, we'll it. dig it out. But there's a, I have to say, there's a lot in the show tonight. T- Teresa asked... Um, uh, yeah, me to, it's a cracker. Yeah, I I, re- I was aware of that and then completely forgot. Uh, anyway, right now, uh, as I said, there's lots and 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 lots of people in Mixler tonight, which is lovely. Uh, so don't forget, you lot who are downloading the podcast at a later date, uh, you can actually listen to the show live every Monday at seven o'clock by going to mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast. Uh, where you can actually join in all the chat that's going on, and you can post on the chat page. And you know we've got a big TV, and we can see what you're saying. We can see who's in there, and we will we will reference it, won't we? Indeed. For we example, well. lovely to see Mark Barfoot from the Hastings Blues in there, there tonight. Good to see such a good turnout, isn't it? Just loyal supporters, you see. The more shit we are, the more people loyal we get in Mixler. Have you noticed that? Yeah. There we go. It's a group therapy thing. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Looking for the corpse to finally yeah, start I decomposing. Know. Um, have, have you talked about the fact that the stadium ban has come through? Yeah, no, we will do though in a minute. Yeah, we'll ref it. Um, right, okay. So what else? Yes, uh, tweet us of course at Chelsea Fancast during the show, and I, I will try and remember to have a look. Uh, but you know, get in touch. You lot know how to. Now, very quickly before we get into the meat and potatoes of all of this, uh, a massive thank you to all of you who voted for us in the football blogging awards. Uh, voting finished last Friday, and the winner will be announced at their awards due in Manchester on November the 19th. I will be going and representing the Chelsea Fancast, and I can assure you that win or lose, I will be on the booze, even though I said Is it never a closely again. guarded secret, then? Well, it, it'd be like the Oscars, mate. It'll you be, just, it'll be an envelope. You won't have been told beforehand. Though. I hope they've got yeah. some kind of tasty Sky News bird there that I can, you know... Bit of will you have a have speech you ready? Yeah. yeah. Acceptance speech. Yeah. No, I just wing it, mate. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, you're, everybody will be winging it, won't they? So. Yeah, but I'll wing it better than they will. Yeah, of course you will, because you know. you'll have a few notes. No, it's not I winging I do it, 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 I do it on... on, on I did it last time the we notes won. Are in your head, aren't Last they? time we won, I did it unscripted, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're so good. I know. Yes, in fact, I was so magnanimous last time because I had Cheltel and Dazza there. Yeah. And I, I said, go on, one of you go up and get it. I'm not going to take all the glory in the line. Like, you go up and get it. You do as much work as I do. And they insisted that I did, actually, which I thought was quite sweet of them. But, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly, un, unlike some people. Did they flank you? They weren't, you weren't flanked by them. There were lots of flankers there. But, but I, I would never, ever, ever call Cheltel and Darren that. <laughs> 
Okay, enough of me and the Chelsea fancast and winning awards, which I hope we will do. It's time to talk about the match, which we will do right after this. Right, lads, uh, the first thing is... um, you know, I recall uh, turning up uh, and uh, actually, you know, as late as always, of course, it was an early kickoff. I saw the team selection and I thought starting 11, absolutely spot on. You know, I can understand why Zima was at right back. Uh, you know, Raman's clearly not up to it. Um, Mikel and Ramirez in the defensive midfield. I thought Mikel played well during the week. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, but no, basically no Matic, no, no Fabregas on the team sheet. I was euphoric at that. Yeah. And, you know, Hazard surely has to come good sometime. And I love a bit of Oscar. And I, I was, I thought, brilliant. And, I mean, everybody I spoke to before the game, they were well, they were well up for it. We all had a feeling, this is we're going to do this today. It was a great, great buzz around before the game. And then, of course, as I said earlier on, you know, we score early. The atmosphere inside the stadium was electric. It was a really couldn't good buzz. Couldn't hear any of the Liverpool fans. No, couldn't, couldn't hear them at all. Couldn't hear them at all. They went quiet and silent. Thank and, I, and I thought we were in control. And then it all went horribly wrong again. I mean, but the first thing I want to kind of talk about in terms of it all going horribly wrong, uh, and, and a lot of people were saying this after the game, actually, which was, you know, why when we went 1-0 up, Dan, did we... I mean, I, I felt that we it was a deliberate tactic to, to sit back and hit them on the counter. Yeah. But of course, what that did was it absolutely conceded uh, possession to Liverpool, who gained confidence, got in the game. Yeah. And so this is going on before we... I mean, you know, frankly, the minute they scored that equaliser and then the second, their heads just went... Yeah. They were like a, bro- a broken, broken chair. But, you know, what, what do you think it was a deliberate tactic to try and play on the counter? And why on earth did we do that instead of going for the jugular? If I knew that, I'd be on 50 million a year. Um, honest answer is they had 64% possession in Liverpool in the first half. Not after the, f- the first 20 minutes, though, we were, yeah, we, we we were in, good shape, in good shape. We were in good shape because we were going forwards. We're going well. I was forward. screaming out to get a second goal. Having scored early, we needed we, another con- goal. And, they, and we were all over them, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Con- and they were really shaky. I mean, Milner was absolutely appalling. He was, he was dreadful. dreadful. He looked overweight. And they, and they all uh, they kept losing the ball. We were first to the ball. And it was quite it was a normal performance, I thought. Is, Great, we're going to win about 4-0. But it's very jealous of us to sort of sit back. Yeah, but the problem yeah. is all our flair players, all our attacking players are so lacking confidence. I don't think the second goal was going to come. It was sit back, defend what you've got. Well, no, but obviously, some, at one point, they made a decision. Somebody's made a decision just to sit back and let them have the ball, which was yeah. absolutely... Well, that's what I felt. absolutely bizarre. It's, our season's been fine margins. You know, if, if, you know, 25 seconds away from getting at 1-0, game is a very different thing coming in at half-time. If Lucas gets sent off at 1-1, a different game. If Oscar Schott goes in 2-1, different game. Not, I'm trying to... But you know, they should be depending on... No, 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 no I was going to say... No, I'm saying... Know, I mean, not, the madness we can't, of that, we can't blame, on the touchline. Yeah, we can't blame referees for no. our demise, but... You, you know, Dan, I, I, I think I, I agree with you. And actually, I think, to be fair to Dan, I, I don't think he is... You, I mean, do you know what? I'll give you an example. I haven't mentioned any of those things that Dan said in the script because I'm, I'm with you. you. We can't, you know, use that as an excuse. But it is a reality. Lucas could have... Yeah, no, I, indeed, do you indeed. know what? I, I mean, because I, obviously I, was, I wasn't actually pissed at the game. I was stone cold sober. But you know what it's like when you're at the game. You, you, you miss a lot. I actually watched it all back on Chelsea TV yesterday. Because when the whole, you know, the crowd were up in arms about Lucas, not, I had no idea what on earth had been going on. 
So I watched it all. But he committed three fouls Mate, in the first Mate, he could have had four minutes. yellow cards yeah. in the game. Yeah. Chan could have been sent off as well. That yes. tackle on William was being targeted all game. All the time, that's right. But also, so no. that, also um, uh, Skirtle's elbow in Costa's face. That was something or nothing. I don't think, you know... Well, oh, Lucas, Lucas elbowed Zuma as well. I mean, it's one of the yellow cards our, our, we're talking about. Our season's been defined by fine margins and a lot of bad luck yeah, across the board. That, yeah, I see, and, that, and that's what I would but agree it's, with. But it's now then the confidence. Unfortunately, it's it come was, to a head, and the confidence after the second goal was yeah. just yeah. There and was that, an appalling moment after the second goal where we all looked at the team, and the team had actually given up. Yeah, and everybody in the crowd, in the ground, knew. just knew yeah. there was a terrible kind of realization, of realization from yeah. everybody that. Game, you know, game was over, even at 2 1. And when they scored again, you just thought, well, you just yeah. yeah. I mean, I felt a hard time when they came out. There was, yeah. there was a certain atmosphere around the ground that it was, we were expecting defeat. The players just didn't seem to be up for it at all. Because they scored at, at the critical time, yeah. right on the stroke of half time. He didn't even have a chance. He kicked off and then blew the whistle. Well, that was yeah. it. I, I After actually, the goal. And, and that, that is a big, big psychological blow. But you've got to big. ask yourself this. Having made the decision, and it came about 15 or 20 minutes in, that they weren't going to commit men forward. They were going to hold the formation at the back, which you did. Uh, and they kept the line of four at the back and the, and the two or three in front of them. And, and when, the, when they had an opportunity to attack, they weren't throwing men forward. It was only three or four guys went forward and the rest of them held the formation, mm. which meant we were probably never going to score against their eight men at the back. Well, I, you know, uh, 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 that, that, was a, that was really interesting, wasn't it? Because, I mean, you know, it, it was... I mean, not... I mean, it, I, that, the whole stadium was so buzzed up when we scored that goal and, yeah, and, and that was explosive. Not, not only because we'd scored early and we really desperately needed to win and we hate the scouts and everything else but the other thing I, it was a bloody good goal but you know what I like most about it was the fact that it, Ramirez had made a run from midfield and we had people in the box well, more than one person in the box the, somebody, needs the, to, somebody needs to be running at defenders because Hazard's not doing it yeah. this season no, no. he looked as if he couldn't wait to get rid of the ball every time the ball came to him he passed it off he's to been like that the, 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 he, all he, the time. his strength last season was his dribbling which he's absolutely brilliant at and he's not been doing it okay. but the point I was actually trying to get to a little bit earlier um, why having decided that we're going to hold the defensive line at the back keep the formation why do you let a player like Coutinho who is deadly from the edge of the box, have space on the edge of the box. That must have been just a lapse of concentration. It was almost the one time he got away from Ramirez. It was, yeah. But I also felt it was very badly prepared for that because Coutinho scores all his goals by curling him either right or from left the edge foot of the box. from the edge of the box. Yeah. And I actually thought that Begovic was at fault. Nobody, Everybody's uh, been think, saying what a marvellous goalkeeper he is. But I, 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 it, it, the, the problem we've had in the past few years is we've had Czech as a wonderful goalkeeper yeah. and Courtois... He's a pretty good goalkeeper. He's on that level. And Begovic doesn't quite get into well, that area. And and he was very slow feet at moving yeah, across he's, the goal. He's a, he's a and he, and when he sees Coutinho um, at the end of the box making the move, he surely must appreciate he's going to do a curler to the post. Well, you know what he's going to do. Instead of which, all he did was just dive and across. And also you see John, Ter- John Terry coming in. Yeah. Last year he would block that. Blocked it, blocked it as just well. Set, he was... But they were all they were all off the on, pace. The, on that very yeah. point, you know, and I, I I do this occasionally, but I I, I actually spent a lot because you know we know, we all know that the only decent player that Liverpool have is Coutinho, right? That's where the he's the only decent player, and I I spent a lot of the game actually not watching the ball, watching uh, the movement and who was marking who, and Ramirez spent most of the first half uh, basically within about two or three yards of Coutinho, he followed him around wherever and. And when uh, you know Coutinho went right over onto the wing, 
uh, either William would come back or Zuma would keep on ironing. But they actually basically did a very good job for 46 minutes and then they switched off and and you know again I was talking to Cundy about this in the pub afterwards but you know we know that it was about two and a half three minutes when the goal was good they clearly had switched off thinking about half time it was schoolboy stuff you know, but that one error, that one but, lapse but of concentration. Why is this happening? Why are we having to talk well, that, about that? That does happen, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, no, but, yeah, but not not with one of the elite teams yeah, in the world. Yeah, sorry, this is what we have to remember. Well, players are human. Look at the, no, I know, but I know, but I still, nonetheless, at, the standard of Chelsea isn't. We're, we're talking about them as if this is a kind of relegation side. No, but which they're is human. What they're becoming. I know they're people human, make but, mistakes. Yeah, but yeah, of but course they do. But nonetheless, it's not the kind of mistake they were making last year. Look at Jogba Munich. Last minute. Well, no one picks him up. He gets a free header. I think. And I think the other way round. The other way round, Jonathan. Yeah. And I think this is a very salient point. Is that, yes, of course, you know, everybody makes mistakes. They all make mistakes. They've always been making mistakes. I think the difference this year is that I think it's true to say that every time we make one, we seem to get punished for it. Liverpool had two bloody shots on target until uh, the, the, th- I mean, the third goal. I don't even count because they were chasing the game by then anyway. And yeah, it was just yeah, three at the back. I do. Oh, it's just bonkers, that. wasn't it? But. Uh, you know, Coutinho had two shots and they scored two goals. And one, Boom. Was, de- one was deflected. You know, you know one was deflected. Yeah. Look, let's move it on. Otherwise, we kind of get round and round and round and round and round and round in circles. Let's, we, we mentioned Hazard a minute ago, and I would definitely love to talk about this because, you know, there's, a, there's an awful lot of opprobrium going on about our little Belgian with the little grey cells. Um, does he want out or is his confidence shot smart? Uh, that's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, it is, isn't it? I, so I always ask you the tough ones. I, I, I think it that. is. I, I think confidence is a huge part of it. He, he he's probably not been in this situation before when he was he was our best player last season, and he just can't cut it this year. He it it doesn't seem to be working for him. He doesn't have the confidence to make runs and dribbles which he was doing last season. He, as I said, he can't wait to get the ball off to someone else, and that's what he's doing at the moment. He, 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 I don't think he did one decent dribble. One, I don't think he did a dribble at all in the whole game, did he? I can't mm. remember. I mean, he's, yeah. he's been top of his game for five years. He had two outstanding mm. years at Lille. His three years here, he's been pretty much faultless. Mm. And if you get, what's he, 24? It's a blip. The problem mm. is, we've had a lot of players in a blip, and arguably a manager who's never had a blip in his career and doesn't know how to deal with it. And he's struggling. Uh, he had a blip at Real, didn't he? Not a massive blip. I mean, they came second. So it's hardly a blip. I mean, here's the thing, Jonathan. Do you, do you think? I mean, you know, because it's very easy for us to sit from the stands or, or, or watch it, watch it on television or whatever, and just assume that a player isn't giving a shit, isn't playing for the well, badge, has, and all the rest. His of agent it. had a go at him. Well, I mean, but theory. it's easy for us to say that. But no, I, I don't. I'm, I don't believe anything. I read it well, no, no. So I but I, but you know what I mean. Dad, w- w- dad is it? Yeah. When I'm when you're not on the pitch, you're not playing there with them. It's very easy for us to to leap to that conclusion. But I've, I've got to be honest with you. I I, I you know, I, I, I'm more inclined to say that his confidence is shot because I think that should, some of the points you made a minute ago, Martin, bear that out. The fact that he's, you know, he, he there was a classic example when we attacked. There were three against two, I think, at one stage. And he had the ball. And the easy pass, the obvious thing was to push it out left really, really quickly. And he delayed and he delayed and he delayed. And then the pass went awry. A confident hazard on his game is going gonna, is gonna to do the quick uh, decision, isn't he? And I've seen it all the time, and it and it's, it speaks to me of a bloke whose confidence is absolutely shot. But why? Why is his confidence? Well, it happens. We've all had yeah, the years. But it's not just Hazard. No, no. Let, let me. It's, let me, it's let me, all of them. Let me. Let me put. It is. I agree. So I think. Why does that happen? Why? I, well, I why don't is know. There a complete I mean, meltdown. Of Jonathan, a you're you're an actor. Have you ever had stage fright? 
or every time. I mean, no, the reason I'm not no, trying no, constantly to... being scared is part of yeah. being an actor. So but I, I had really... it. I had it as a kid. I, remember, I, mean, I used to do a lot of acting when I was a kid, and I remember when I was about sixteen, I had the the biggest stage fright ever, and it stopped me acting. I didn't go back to it. No, no, it can. It can. It can um, be really awful. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit like the yips ruined. in golf, isn't it? But, you know, yeah, weird but, mental stuff that we don't really understand. I suppose. But does does one apply this to the team that, that has been the champions the year before? Has this it's ever weird. happened to a team? No. That has been champions one year and are then down at the bottom. Well, did it, it happen to um, to Klopp's team, didn't it? Uh, who uh, were well, second or first yeah. in, in, domestically? In the Premier League, no, I think in history, this is the worst start from a defending champion. Yeah. Champions yeah. ever. Yeah. Well, we like to have a few records, Chelsea, yeah. so it's in keeping. But I think you've got a point there, actually, Jonathan. It's not just Hazard; it's the whole lot. I mean, so here we go, Smart. Is it? Is I mean, why do we capitulate so easy? Because I mean, you know, as, as we've all said, the minute the second goal went in, you know, game over. No confidence, no fight, or just don't care. What, what do you think it is? I, I honestly think a lot of it is down to confidence, mm. uh, and, and it affects everybody. It's like a it's like a disease. It's like a plague. It affects everybody. Uh, and how you get out of it? I mean, that's Mourinho's problem, and, mm. uh, and uh, I hope he has got. Maybe he's lost some Maybe. confidence. Well, I'm sure he has. I mean, he's never been, been, in this old man's been sick before. as yeah. well, which yeah. has an effect yeah. on people. Definitely yeah. has an effect on people. Have a tougher exterior. It's, you know. it's bleeding weird. Anyway, talking of Mourinho, um, again a bit of conjecture that I've uh, I've um, noticed. Um, I mean, I was I, you know I'm a bit of a Mikel fan on the quiet, as people know. Well, he and was wonderful in the Champions League final. He was player of the player of the match. But uh, it, for me, you know, I think in, at this time of, of of absolutely shit defending and a midfield with more holes than a Swiss cheese. Having Ramirez, who bites people's legs for fun, and having Mikel, who just does the simple stuff, you know, stops the ball part. That's what you want. And Fabregas is just so unsuited to that. Don't get me started on that. But he got subbed, and 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 then we conceded two goals. Now, I can see why Jose took him off because he'd been booked. He'd been booked so he, but surely you don't make the decision to take somebody off. I mean, I know there's a, there's a very fifty fifty call that isn't it? Taking somebody off because you think they're going to get a red card. You don't want to be down to ten men. We well, kind of look at you know referees. Kind of left him on, mate. Yeah, but you know, look at referees and tackles, and he thinks, well, Clattenburg does hate Mikel. He does hate Mikel. <laughs> you think, well, he has Clattenburg's a racist. I'm yeah. going to say it. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. What bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mikel does hang around and. <laughs> I've got to say, this yeah. is the first, for people out there who can't see us, which I know you're all very grateful for. This is the that is the first time that Jonathan smiled since he's been here. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. You go look at. <laughs> it's not a smile. Yeah. It's, it's a rictus of. Uh, <laughs> you sat on pain. something painful. Yeah. Yeah. Grimace. Yeah. A grimace. Sorry, Dan. I was going to say, on, I was gonna say go given the referee's performances against us, it was a second yellow waiting to happen. I thought Mourinho think let's take him out of the firing line. He hasn't booked Lucas, but guarantee you, Mikel's first foul yellow yeah. card. But also second he wanted foul, to try something else. Card. Once again, they were behind, weren't they, Dan? So there was one all when Mikel went off. Was it? Yeah. So I mean, the bottom line is, I can understand. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like that substitution, but I could understand it. I have to say, what I really did appreciate, I thought, well done, Jose, for hauling Hazard off, who was completely ineffectual, and putting Kennedy on. I, he looks a player. He's lively. He's, he looks a player. This big kid plays, doesn't he? Unit. Yeah, very impressive. Skills. Yeah. Skills. Nearly scored with his first. He still, for me, touches. isn't good enough. Young, raw, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Well, I but still, exciting. I, think, I still think Zuma's raw. Yeah. No, very raw. And he's not a right back. Yeah, we, he's, he's not a right back. Saying the pub, he's not a right back. No, he hasn't got right. Is that raw as in Mickey Blue Eyes? No, that's raw. Raw. <laughs> get out of here. Uh, get out of here. Zuma, Zuma's all right at doing the defensive bit of a fullback, but 
going forward, he looks like he looks like a fish out of water. Who? Who? Zuma. Zuma's not a right back. He looks like a fish out of water. Turning circle of a tractor. It's ridiculous. All right. And uh, apart from that, Falco added nothing, and uh, we did concede two. He ran around a lot. He does run around. He does run around. He makes an effort. Falco, come on. Yeah, yeah, came. Yeah, you didn't see him, did you? I did. I remember coming on. Well, he kind of went three something two. What would that be? Five? <laughs> yes, he, did. he did. He played, he played hard. You know the only formation I know is Mike Bassett's four, 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 fucking two. Do yeah. you remember when uh, at Newcastle, when um, was Bridge, that this year? Bridge, Bridge got done. Oh, that, yeah. Yes, yeah, done yes, by Shearer. Yes, and it was yes. an unbelievably dreadful tackle. Ten men. And all he had was Carvalho. Yes. And, he, and he substituted everybody. We didn't want anybody else <laughs> yeah, to come on. Right. Oh, yeah, right. he, he, he played Carvalho and Terry at the back. He did, didn't he? For practically the whole of the second oh, no. half. Who know. were completely fantastic. Yeah. And we still we lost. still lost. in the last minute. Kuchini yeah. got two, sent two, off. 2-1, that's final. right. That's right. I've got to say, I mean, we're going to wrap this up in a minute. But, I mean... That that second, I mean, you know, actually, it's, it relate. I forgot to mention this earlier on, but the, that certainly the 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 third goal. I mean, Benteke just walked the ball through the entire defense. What is wrong with our defense? I mean, really, I, and that's something I've been thinking, which has really been causing me a lot of pain, is you know, has time caught up with JT? You know, somebody I read something somewhere, which actually it might be Martin Samuels, who I do tend to listen to, which was kind of going along the lines of. JT put in such a monumental effort last year himself. that it's he's fucked basically. And and the other interesting thing is this does happen with defenders. It happened to Rio. You know he was okay one season. The next he was just awful. Gary Gary Neville. I mean almost when you because I mean you know whether you love United or hate him or what. Gary Neville was a fantastic footballer. Yeah. And he played really, really well, and then suddenly he went off a cliff. Adams is another one. Adams. Yeah. So uh, it seems to be an interesting thing. Sean Campbell's you another can't, one. In other words, I think what we're saying is you can't hide when you're in the defence. And suddenly if the legs go and you fall off that cliff, it's just very obvious. And it seems like that's happened, Dan. I totally agree. And also I think he's lost that whole Mr Chelsea motivation because you didn't see him directing him. We didn't no, see him he talking. he doesn't look There's himself, no, does there he? There was no verbals on the pitch. Second goal went in, he, his head was the first to drop. He kind of looked up mm. the sky and thought... Plus the fact he's always played through injuries and stuff see, like that. It? And, and, and given 100%, it takes its toll. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I, I'm going to say is this terminal off, could be turned around, but I know we're going to talk about that later. I just want to leave you with a, with a feeling that I had watching the game. And I was, there was a lovely bloke who was standing next to me, a proper old school boy you know and we were getting I mean we were big hugs when we scored obviously which is always nice hugging people you've yeah. never met before uh, yes. there were no tongues no, no, I hasten to it never quite appeals to me George, no it's because you're yeah. in the east up, I yeah, yeah, with all indeed, the knobs indeed. mate you should come with the real people I might hug my you. butler are you going to invite me back there sometime this season um, no <laughs> <laughs> I'll behave check your schedule <laughs> I'll wear my dinner jacket I might do alright anyway um, I do. do you know what the reason I ask is because I really enjoyed watching the football with you actually oh sweet I did I really enjoyed did it I not, did I not uh, you, you like my enthusiasm I just, no I, I just you enjoyed get, the whole I think day. you get also slightly uh, um, you don't know how much I actually go come on I love no I really and enjoyed it I really enjoyed it and also it's such it. a fantastic view well the reality is it's lovely to go and watch the game I mean it's like when I go to the European yeah. nights with Dan I, you know we have good chats and we, I really yeah. enjoy the game yeah. I'm a bit isolated on my own I get into my own headspace which is probably not a place I would really like to dwell in for very long and this is my point um I just had an incredible sadness for the last kind of quarter of that match that's what I said to you I earlier. actually I actually felt quite tearful but I felt everybody had that there was a kind yeah. of, of, of universal yeah um appreciation of the fact that what on earth are we I going know. to do it was just does this mean the awful. end of Jose does this mean I don't know what decision do they make do they do this? What you said earlier. Do they stick with him and then get rid of the players? Well, we'll get into that or, later on. Panic you know, not about I think, that. I don't think they do. I've never seen so many 
Chelsea fans leave before the end of no, the No, absolutely. No, do you know what? I, I still actually, think that's I, I think though. there were less that left uh, on Saturday than left against Southampton, to be fair. I thought more stayed this time. But I, I was just filled with this just heavy heaviness. Well, but the players sadness. left the pitch slowly and in pain. Yeah. There was a look about it. J- JT was apologising to the, uh, Matthew Hardy. He was kind of saying, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's just really awful. It's like the end of an era. It's really awful. I mean, and what I'm saying is, you know, I've seen Chelsea be utterly shit. Okay, I'd admit it. I was so pissed in those days. I, I didn't even know what colour they were playing in half the time. So I don't really remember it as bad. But Jade. I, I, it could have been, mate. My my head was full of it. Anyway. Tangerine and graphite. Um, yeah. This does seem, in a way, harder to bear because we've had all of this success and we've had such great players and we've had... Actually, uh, Paul Burgess makes a super point here and I remember that. Lamps was there on Saturday and they did pan to him and he just looked absolutely shocked he could he was like what am I what's happened to this and so actually that very redolent of how I felt and I think how we all felt anyway we're going to go to a break we're going to come back in a minute and talk lots more about stuff we'll see you in a sec the only place for Chelsea fans footballfancast.com Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Right, uh, we are back, and uh, uh, this is the Chelsea Fancast, of course. I am Stamford Chidge, and... Um, Right, for those of you who um, missed, uh, I got a, a, a lot of grief from Darren, and, and well, mainly Darren, actually, when he was on the show the other week, that we don't do the celery moment or the Guinness moment or things like that. And I said, well, okay, fair enough. Um, but um, what we should do is, if, if they allow me on Twitter to do the poll, then I can probably figure out a way to do that, Okay. So what I'm going to suggest, you lot out there listening on Mixler, Mixler, Mixler know the rules. That we, need, we, need, we need two nominations, one for Man of the Match, uh, one for the Guinness moment, a moment of sublime skill and wonderment, one for Celery, uh, a bit of proper Chelsea-ness, you know, and of course a chant of the match. So you lot need to be thinking about it. You lot round the table can too. You know, we need to have a bit of a think about it, and we'll come back to this, this at the end of this part. And in the next break, I will put put the polls up on Twitter, and uh, then we can vote for it. How does that sound? Yes, Queen John Man, like Man the match this week. Well, William or William? Yeah, I would suspect. Yeah. I don't have a pen. You got a pen on you, smart? William or William or Ramirez? We'll get a pen out, and I can start writing them down. But did you get that, you people in Mixler? I hope you did. They're all nodding. They're all nodding. Okay. Well, we got we've got we've got a couple. Um, We've got a couple for Ramirez and... Uh, have you got a pen? Got a pen? I've got a pen in my jacket. In my jacket. You've got, you got a pen in your hand. Somebody go and grab a pen while I'm waffling on. In, in your hand. hand. You'll <laughs> never get a job. Sign, sign on, sign on. All right, so there we go. You know, usual usual drill. Uh, man of the match, chant of the match, Guinness moment, salary moment. Uh, I will put the poll up in the next break. And then in the last part, we will reveal who you have voted for. Now, that's what I call interactive... Radio. This is what the people demand these days. Um, anyway, and I'll go back to you boys later when we'll we'll have a figure and we'll see what's going on. All right. Now back with the kind of the, the real stuff that we have to talk about, which is um, very interesting. Uh, a rumor came out yesterday, which is basically uh, Gary Richardson, who I have worked with uh, and actually is 
You know, he's a pretty respected uh, BBC journalist. He has oodles of contacts. He's been in, in and around the game for a long, 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 long time. And he revealed on his radio show on Radio 5 in the morning that a contact, a football contact, had told him that a Chelsea player had said that they do not, uh, or they, they would rather lose under Mourinho than win for him. Um, which, I, I, you know, I mean, the interesting thing is that there's been rumours of a rat in the camp for a long time. Jose's even referenced it. But if that's true, that is, in my book, disgraceful. And uh, we need to find out who the player is and get rid of them immediately. It's because Gallus-esque. you do not want... It is, well, on the Gallus point, Smart, that was all a complete uh, fabrication, fabrication by Greenberg. Remember Simon Greenberg used to be the PR man there? Mm. Yeah. It was an absolute fabrication. It was not okay. true. Uh, for weird and strange reasons that we do not have time to Everybody go into. Everybody believed it, unfortunately. Well, we did. PR. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So there we go. So, um, I mean, first of all, I think, um, you know, where do we start? I mean, do we think it's true, Smart? I find it hard to believe. Why? Why would anybody say that to a journalist? It's a contact, not a journalist direct, so there's got to be some sort of... Okay, let me, give, let me put it around another way. This is how these rumours... Um, spread around alright I'm driving up to London last Wednesday and I get a phone call about 2 o'clock and uh, it's from Nigel Seeley alright now you don't know if you remember Nigel Nigel's big betting man so therefore got a lot of contacts in football and he phoned me up and he said mate 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 I've just had a contact close to the club you know, which means back staff. You know, it could have been anybody. It could have been the cleaner. Tea Who lady. Knows? The tea lady. Tea lady's yeah. dog. Could have been Neil Ashton hiding in the bin, dressed up as the tea lady. We yeah. don't know. But he had a contact there who had phoned him to say that he had been speaking to the players that day, or one of the players, who had said that Mourinho had said his goodbyes to all of the players that day and that Roman would be coming in on Thursday and the deal would be done. And, you know, had I heard anything? And I said, well, no, I haven't heard a dicky bird. But, I mean, you know, what do you expect me to say? I don't want it to happen. Who knows, you know? And But the interesting thing, of course, was come Thursday, Jose's still there, Roman wasn't even around. So, you know, half the time it's a complete load of bollocks. The other time, sometimes there's truth in it. I mean, that's and that's I, the thing. I, when the Benitez story of him coming to join Chelsea, I actually tweeted, the Guardian had put it in, I tweeted, you know, mm. where do you get these ridiculous yeah. stories from? How absurd. Couldn't believe and uh, I couldn't believe it. And then... Uh, I, I didn't realise they'd been negotiating with him over the past few seasons to try and get him in. It's, so, you know, you, 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 can, you never can tell, can you? It's very difficult. I mean, what I will say, and I, and I know there'll be people on here, on Mixler, saying it, and I've, I've seen people tweeting it as well, with absolute massive opprobrium for, for, for the journalist in question, because he won't reveal the, the person. Well, of course he won't. They don't do that. Grow up, people. Journalists will not reveal their sources. They don't no. do it. That's kind of how it works. And, of course, you've got the... the, the un, unenviable catch 22 there well it can't be true because you won't tell me well I'm not telling you because I'm not (laughs) real this is kind of just where we are you know it's a situation where we're struggling we're not doing well it's very easy to fabricate a story or to instimate that something's wrong absolutely agree but things can't get worse you know Mourinho just seems to be every every day there's a different story which puts him in if you're a professional in any industry you're not going to come out and publicly slate your employees or indirectly because it will it will get found out there'll be some someone on Twitter will leak it say it's XYZ whether that's truth or not we don't know they could say it's Oscar for sake of argument and suddenly Oscar gets pilloried and it's not him we're very easy to fake stories yeah. about Jose going he's got two games to save his life all these respected well, they sources said, they said the story two weeks ago was that wasn't it that the next three games will he yeah. will be sacked after it's that so and then it's, it's, so it's made up of course how it's completely made up there must be like 
sources must be the hardest employers in the world because yeah. they're everywhere. It's ridiculous. I, I, until it comes from the club, it's all bullshit as far as I'm concerned. Completely. But it's it's just it, it it is a real it's a it's a real minefield. As I said, you know, I'm close to a lot of journalists and I know how it works. And and I uh, you know, I, I know that we we quite rightly, in my opinion, pour our scorn and ire upon them because we need somebody to do that to, and they're a great yeah. receptacle for that. But um, you know, so, uh, it's very interesting actually. I mean. It's always interesting going out for a few pints with Rob Shepherd, anyway. But actually, it's particularly interesting because he's quite an old school journalist, and he comes from the days when, you know, football journalists used to have a lot more access to to football players and, and yeah. the staff and stuff, and a lot more off the record stuff would be going on. And and he quite often berates the new breeds of journalists like Neil and and, and so on and so forth, who he feels don't do it kind of the, the right way as it were but the bottom line is whether you're Rob or you're Neil there's no guarantee that what you're getting is true or not and I mean we've all worked in places and, and people will say things in anger I mean god almighty this kind of stuff that I've called my bosses in the pub after you know that work with a few people in a, in a you know <laughs> it makes whatever this person said look like nothing because that's what you do you get angry you vent uh, well it's what I do not everybody does I accept <laughs> yeah I mean again it, taking the whole state you know what was a good statement you know take it out of context was there like something before I would I'd rather lose you know was it yeah, we don't know. It must be the full statement. We just don't know. I mean, just to get kind of a bit naughty and sensationalist about it, I mean, it'd be kind of been rude not to everybody else has. Why should mm-hmm. we deny ourselves the pleasure? Um, who do we think it is, Smart? <laughs> My money's on Gallus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's Hazard. I, I actually I think don't he's too either. young to be throwing shit like that about. Well, look, everything that you hear about Hazard... Uh, is that he's only interested in playing football and then going back to his family. And that I've heard that, for example, he does training, he has lunch with the players, and then he goes home. That's it. Yes, that's, that, all he, that's all he does. But the, the player at that age, and he is at a tender age still, okay, he's got a lot of experience, but he's 24 or whatever it is. He's not going to... Things like that can jeopardise your career. Yeah. Is another club going to sign you with that hanging over your head? Well, they, they love a bit of that in Spain, oh. don't they? You know. Who knows? I mean, I, I think the most interesting thing is... I don't think it's Oscar either. Well, I mean, there's lots... Darren Wood, says Gary Wilson. Good shout. Um, I think the re- Mutu, says Daniel. Mutu. Francesco. I think the really, the really interesting thing is, I know there's a few jokers in the house, but what is really interesting, which is the point that I was going to pick up on, is that actually we could sit around this table and we could probably come up with six suspects, which actually, I think, says a far more about the malaise in the team at the moment than anything else. Well, the fact that we can think of maybe six... Bl- you know... Ivanovic, Matic, Oscar, Hazard, Remy. Who's not been try, trying? Try and narrow it. Who hasn't been trying? Try and narrow it down. Rather than talking about individuals, what what state of mind, what frame of mind has a player got to be in, and what stage of his career has he got to be in to come up with something like that? But also, how does it's he not be, play? It's going to be someone who's not been there very long. It's going to be somebody who hasn't been playing regularly and thinks they ought to, and uh, it's probably going to be an older player. I think we'll completely missed it. It's Eva Canero. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we're assuming it's a player. I think she's I now think, suing Mourinho personally. To be yeah. honest, Mark, I can't believe that it would be any player that was around when Jose was there the first time round because we saw how they all bought in to his methods. So, so therefore, so we're narrowing it down again. So it's not JT, it's not Branner, and it's not Mikel. Who else is around now that was around when Jose was first there? Is that a, that's about it, isn't that's it? it. No, not even Ramirez. I think no, uh, no Ramirez, Ramirez was signed by no, Carlo. No, he, he, yeah, so I don't think it's those three. No. Um, 
and I also, I, you know, my, my other sense tells me that it's it's not so. I, I don't think it's somebody. I don't think be, it's been around for a while. No, I don't know whether it's a young or old, but I don't think it's somebody who's been at the club for a while because, you know, basically, if you, if you turned up playing for Chelsea, it could be my mate, Chich, which mate, Fab. Well, I mean, here's a good thing, Gary. Uh, you know, I would be tempted to say yes. I be- think that's a good shout. Yeah, well, a lot of people do. But on the other hand, he's the one player that Mourinho's absolutely nailed support to and played him time and time and time and time again. Uh, and I said, he's one of my he's most trusted well, people. Though. Yeah, but he's played more than... It, it could be Falcao. He could be getting the arse he's not playing. And he's- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because- I mean, you know... I mean, I, he fits in well, that he, category. He, he also wasn't he, around before. Yeah. Older player, looks Maybe, not but also much. he doesn't he doesn't look any good any whenever he plays. So yeah. even if he made an effort, it wouldn't. And he uh, might, you he might even be made promises which haven't been kept in terms of playing time. Actually, Kingy, thank you, mate. Because you know what? In all the uh, feeling absolutely shit yesterday, I didn't. I haven't heard the interview. So therefore, stupidly, uh, journalistically, I'm not putting this into any context. And actually, Kingy's just said, "Chidge, listen to Richards again." Richardson again. He twice singled out Hazard as being unhappy. Well, well he's unhappy. You can see, but on the pitch, he's unhappy. Oh, oh, hang on. Mark's got a great. Mark Barfoot's got a great one. He says Hazard does tend to spit his dummy. Chid, remember when we went to Cobham training that day? When didn't say hi or sign anything, but ran straight in just because he lost the end of the training thing and had to stand facing the net on the goal line whilst everyone blasted balls at his backside. He didn't take that too well at all. Hmm. <laughs> good. Good point. I mean, you know, we're going, we're going, I mean, look, well, actually, let, let's move this into a different area, because again, we can just go round and round in circles of this. If it is Hazard, I mean, whoever it is, and I don't care who it is, even if it's JT, if, whoever it is, if they really have done that, it's, an, it's a massive insult to the supporters. It's, it's a massive insult. You know, we pay good money to go there. Not that that's the bill, the end all, but we, we make a massive sacrifice to go there, and that's slapping it right back in your face not and good, I think that's appalling good. if it's true I would literally stick him in the reserves for the rest of his contract well the other thing is is that I've always been a great fan of if you don't want to play for my club go away go and play somewhere else because I don't want you if you don't want to play for the club yeah. um, the trouble is they're all playing as badly as each other at the moment so you can't specifically say that somebody isn't making an effort and, and prefer they lose but we, we spent a lot of time in the last part actually defending Hazard saying actually we don't think it's because he doesn't want to be here we think it's because his confidence is shot so in a way we can't have it both ways either well, but if, if perhaps that's the case he's, mm. perhaps he's deliberately playing badly oh, then God, it's, 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 uh, no, it, it, you can't you know, this is just speculation a very good point just made about Dan Levine's article about in fact that the decision has already been made and they're looking to to sack him after Sunday because then they have the two weeks mm. off for the international yeah. break. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. I mean, I, you know, we'll get into that later. I mean, I think that would be a mistake. But uh, you know, it, I think again, you know, just the, the, the way that we're talking about this, the the, the absolute, we, we can't say anything for certain with any constancy at, at all. Tells you what an absolute mess the whole thing is from top to bottom which I will go into in part three, but mm. it's an absolute shambles at the moment. And, and and I think you know what I was talking about earlier on about having that kind of just general... I, I felt a bit tearful. I really did. It was just like, mm. what is going on with my club? I just do not... You know, failure to comprehend. The, the other thing about you know? it is it, it, the media are completely delighted oh. because it, it's, a, it's every it's day. About, every yeah. day there is a story about Chelsea that is negative. Every single day. And they're, they're all made up. 
It's all not, trying not to stay all Nobody knows the mind of Roman. Well, Abuna. that's very true, and that that's always been would, an, part of the yeah. part of the issue. No, but it's also about Jose as well. But, you know, but, I don't think even the stadium ban and the Canero thing. Now, she's timed it absolutely perfectly, hasn't she? Oh, everybody's God, yeah. down. Well, she's probably waiting. She's, to, in. She was she's waiting, waiting to do that, right moment, and he's yeah. just picked up the one match. Well, she's employed Mishkon Dorea, who are rather good. Is, is she's employed Mishkon, hasn't she? I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're about the top. One of the top law firms. Divorce lawyers, aren't they? The thing is, is that I think we we absolutely. We absolutely um, are in a complete state of flux. We, we don't have the answers. The club don't have the answers. It's just completely bewildering. So I think there's only one thing that we can do in that situation. And no, Martin, it's not to go to the pub because we've still got a show to do. And we're professionals. And we give 100% for Chelsea. All right? Um, but actually, to pick up on your point earlier, when I did an interview with the Premier League channel today. And the, the, the young lad who interviewed me with the Spurs, was a Spurs fan. Well, he was a decent bloke, actually. We had a chat. And he said, he said, look, I've got to be honest with you, mate. I hope you don't mind. But he said, every, every other supporter of every other club's absolutely loving this at the moment. He said, I hope, you don't, I hope you don't mind me yeah. saying that. Well, they I love said, it every single time there's yeah, a problem, don't But they? I said, mate, no, I, I don't mind. I said, because basically I've always, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if, if, you, can't dish, if, if you can't take it, don't dish it out. And I've always believed in that. And I said, if, if, if this was Man United that had melt, melted down to this extent, I'd be absolutely pissing well, myself laughing at Moyes. Well, we, even more. We were delighted. You know. So I don't blame them at all. Anyway, right, okay, it's time for match awards. So we need to like get our thinking heads on, people. Uh, right, you lot, okay, you, I've got your votes for uh, nominations for Ramirez and for William as men of the match, or man of the match, because only one can win it, people out there in Mixler land. What about, uh, I'm going to ask the boys around the table first, of course. Are you happy with those two shouts? Yeah. I think you were, weren't you? Um, chance of the match, Smart. Marine is right. The refs, the refs are shy. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, uh, Jonathan. I don't know. Well, I think the old school uh, sign on, sign on, because I've not heard that for a while. You know, Did we hear the? Um, there were a few shouts on the screen earlier for, for always the victim. Yeah, yeah. and the Steve Gerrard came out as well at some point. Yeah, I think that was pretty good. It came out loud and clear, one. didn't yeah. it? Yeah. But I like the old school with the pen in your hand because I haven't had that for a long time. Did we not sing? Um, that's the one I really like. Which in I can Liverpool never... slums. Yes, we heard that. Or did we? A couple of times. We should. I was actually very. I must. I must share this with you on air. I was very, very upset that we did not sing. There were. Um, was it? Ten there years. were ten German bombers in the air because, mm. of course, German German Klopp, Klopp, German Klopp, or Jürgen, as he's actually yeah. more commonly known. I thought that was a missed opportunity. We got loads of. Ch- so listen out, you, you lot out there. Um, we, I, I'm going to have to whittle this down to, uh, to two. Looking for a bit more originality. Well, Chip. I like that's the Jose why, Mourinho. I, uh, I, uh, you're always I looking for. Orig- <laughs> you know, I am always. You are. You're on a, you're on a mission, a life's mission do, for originality. Yeah, to, to have to have stuff that you just think, oh, no, there's that one again. No, do we have? No. Can't they think of something else? No, we can't no. because we're not very imaginative, okay, Jonathan. Right. You know, we're not. I know we're not. Well, well, from where I sit, I'm just listening. I'm not. I'm never chanting. I know. Um, so Mourinho's right. The refs are shy. I quite like that. Sign on, victim, Denver Bar. I like the Jose Mourinho. I thought that was a, you know, passionate and yeah. And that was, that was yeah, that good, was that, that was, was very uh, early in the game. That was, yeah. was very shout. early in the game. Yeah. And fuck them all, of course, was another one. Uh, so there's quite a lot of uh, stuff that we can whittle down there. Um, I'm not seeing anything on Mixler to uh, to make me change my mind at the moment. Um, okay, Guinness moment. Um, there was a bit of skill that William did that I remember that was just absolutely unbelievable. It must have been the second half, but he basically had the ball and he kind of like dragged it back dragged it through somebody's legs and then dragged it around somebody else and I mean it, there were audible gasps uh, in the uh, 
top echelons of Gate 17. Do you remember it? Because then he got out by Moreno and got Moreno yeah, probably. Well, he, yeah. he got fouled at all, all the time, mm. didn't he? I like that, and I like the goal actually. I thought it was a really, yeah. really well, well worked anyway, goal. As, as P was patient, got into his favourite foot, perfect cross, and a great header. Yeah, but what about Oscar's attempt? Uh, oh, that was audacious. That was that, was, that was that's a Guinness moment. That was that was very much so. Yeah, I also liked um, Costa's tackle where. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> different no, show, Jonathan. Me, different that show. That would be Costa's knob. And uh, um, Costa's tackle when uh, they both came together and there was this enormous great <laughs> noise and Costa just up and wandered away and the Liverpool player um, <laughs> yeah. this is down below me do you remember that and uh, I can't remember who this who Liverpool player was I thought that was fun who was the Liverpool player I can't remember you look out there yes I mean we're getting a bit of love for Oscar and, and his very audacious attempt uh, at a goal and I think I think uh, you know, I mean, it's it's a bit cheesy to say the goal, unless anybody can think of a Guinness moment. Come on, do it. Oscar's Oscar's getting a nomination for for sure. Ramirez header, and I see because Williams put a skill nobody remembers, so I think we'll go for the goal. Right, celery moments, celery, celery moment, celery. It's a bit a bit Witzel, wasn't it? Celery moment. Uh, right, celery moment. It's my diction a lot better there, Jonathan. Yes, very good. Thank you. It's about time. About time. Yeah. Smart. Well, it was the one that Johnson mentioned earlier of, of um, Costa flattening the player and just walking away. <laughs> I don't remember that. I've, I've, I, feel, I feel denied that I missed that. Yeah, it was big, there was a big coming together and a big both, both, both kicked the ball. And, uh, yes. And, uh, yes, I do remember. It was Milner. And you, uh, was it? Yeah, you yeah. He was just left writhing. Milner kicked him and then fell over. Yeah, yeah, and ju- yeah. Costa just stood his ground. Like that. Miller should get an award for being the fax player on the pitch. Arthur Hazard. Any ideas, you people out there? Uh, Costa kicking Skirtle in the chest. I don't remember that one. Yes. It wasn't, it didn't actually sort of, it was, it happened when they were lying on the ground, wasn't it? It was a bit of a non-event, really. Right, Mark said, uh, uh, was right behind that one. It was beautiful to watch it coming towards you in slow motion. Would have caught the ball if... You must be talking about you must be talking about Oscar's shot. Yes, indeed. You saw his face afterwards. He was like, oh, "So close." Hazard being subbed is <laughs> a salary moment. You are a very bad man, Gary Wilson. Uh, so anyway, any any other offers, people? Because I mean, you know, at the moment I've got Diego Costa flattening Milner. Yes, I think we're going to go for that. Yeah, I, I've you. also written down here the uh, the. Uh, the Jose Mourinho charm, the support for Jose. I think, I think that's very that's good. Yeah, it is. All right, there we go. I think we've nailed that. I shall now, during this break, I shall put this on Twitter, and you can all vote, and then I will reveal the results later. Uh, now, uh, coming up in uh, part three, we have got the following. We're going to be asking what on earth is going on. I think we've been asking that all show, so we're going to keep on asking it. But I think more specifically, is it the board's fault for not replacing the spine? and leaving Chelsea with a lack of leaders? Are the players good enough? If confidence is the issue, how do we restore it? And how long has Jose got before the club wield the axe, or should the players carry the can for a change? That should be a lot of fun. We shall see you in a minute. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy. And you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com 
Uh, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast. And uh, we're already in part three. How did that happen? I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, I think this is this is time to have a good old uh, proper kind of natter, really, about what I think is is really really going wrong. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great! Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Wrong, uh, which continually is going wrong. Um... I think there are so many things. I mean, I, 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 I think it was Talk Sport I was on last week, and I was. Uh, You're everywhere, Chidge. I know. I'm here. Yeah, I'm there. I'm every fucking where. Stanford Chidge. Stanford Chidge. I actually got a bit rinsed on uh, Talk Sport last week because Cundy. Does that mean drunk? No. Oh, no rinse. Taken to the cleaners. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Cundy, how dare he? Uh, um, basically, um, you know, accused me of being a bit. Bit overweight and uh, Golfing seized on it as he would, and I was therefore called Chubby Chidge throughout the entire interview. <laughs> oh, it's got a nice feel to it. Isn't I was it? not happy. I've actually lost weight. Yeah. I have honoured been on a diet. Yeah, I was not very fair. I it? wasn't. I was you very should, upset. You should take before and after pictures with I you know. everywhere. Yeah, Chubby Chidge. You see, there we go. They were listening, weren't they? Yeah. Anyway, um, on said show, I think I'm sure it was on the on the show that I said this, but better I, than Fat Chidge. Isn't yeah, it? it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Porker Chidge. Yeah. Oh no, not Porker. A bit yeah. too. Yeah, a bit, yeah. bit Mike, Mike Parry kind Chubby's of. Chubby's almost quite Chubby Chidge. Well, Chubby Chandler, of course, is a very famous agent. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I would have been Chubby happy with that. Yeah. Anyway, Chubby enough. Checker. Enough. Chubby Checker was not a very famous agent. No, he was the man who invented the twist. That's right. Ooh. Let's twist again. Like we did, last, we did summer. last summer. Enough. Right. I think the point that I was about to make really was, um, I think in a way, cuddly Chidge. That's very true. I oh, think in a way. Sweet. Yeah, you are one to talk, Tony. I've got the pictures to prove it. Um, the thing is this, is that I actually... Uh, I should have kicked Cundy <laughs> in the other leg. I did that actually on on Saturday, and I'll tell you more about that. Anyway, the point is this, is that I have a feeling that you know winning the title last year may well have papered over a lot of the cracks. And actually, the reason that we won the title last year 
has a lot more to do with Joe, Jose's genius as a manager as it does with the quality of the players that we have. Because the reality is, is that over the last three years, we have absolutely fundamentally 150,000% lost the spine of the greatest football team that the world has ever seen. Oui. Uh, because we've lost Czech, which he didn't want to let go. Uh, we've lost Lampard, arguably the greatest player in our history in my book. Drogba, arguably the greatest striker we've ever seen at the club, arguably. Uh, and we've lost Ashley Cole as well over the last few years, a great defender. And I think JT, as we were saying earlier, has, has perhaps finally fallen off that cliff. So actually for him to be able to cobble together a team and make them win a Premier League title last year was actually in retrospect quite, quite amazing. But the board have not backed him and they've, he, we've not replaced that kind of quality. And I think, you know, we're beginning to see that now. I mean, after all, who did he try and get in the summer smart? Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba, yeah. Who's arguably one of the, oh, he was trying to get know, top players. Yeah. He was, you John, know. John the board Stones. didn't back him, didn't get them. But I think the other thing is that we're absolutely... John Stones we're bereft, will be a top player. But we're bereft of leaders, mm. you know, but, as uh, well. Dan, Dan, actually, Dan actually summed it up. We were sitting in the pub waiting for you to come over, but of course you, you've given up drinking forever and ever. Mm. So you didn't come over. I'm um, only drinking Lemsip. But Dan made a very valid point. There's no what you'd call, and I hate the expression, world-class players in the team anymore. Who is there that would walk into any team? But isn't, isn't this part, partly because of the, the youth problem, the same problem that Ancelotti had, which was he was after we'd won the double, he was given the brief to incorporate lots of the youth team and he played Ivan Arnholt and Bruma who weren't up to scratch McEachern and yeah McEachern mm. hasn't this been the same problem this year that one of the reasons the board wouldn't give him the players he wanted because they wanted to integrate the team that had won the under, under 21 um, championship everything. Euro European they won everything they? won everything yeah. and the youth cup and uh, and Abramovich had spent 100 million on the academy wasn't this what one of the reasons why they would, he was denied funds and the players he wanted. Whereas, interestingly, Man City, who Chelsea beat in the Youth Cup final, not one single player has made it to the first team. Um, one for, has. Oh, uh, right, one. Cam well, Cameroonian striker. Yeah, but, but yeah, who's just e vaguely e had a go. E um, uh, and, and they went out and bought world-class players. One who, unfortunately, happened to be um, De Bruyne, who uh, clearly had some problem when he played for Chelsea a, a year and a half ago. So yeah, uh, and this I have this for absolute certain and for fact that he is in fact the love child of uh, Adrian Durham and Tintin and Tintin. I thought also he was. Um, He's the ball boy. He was. He's still uh, there. I saw the ball boy there. Yeah, but he is, never is, isn't he related to Prince Charles as well? Yeah, James Hewitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly. the one. I don't um, know. No, so so that that was a that was something that I, I wherever that came from I don't know that was a deduction or I was told mm. that that was the case that he was given the same remit that, that Ancelotti was given in the second season. So, and also hoping that he would, the, the players would maintain the level of, of, of performance that they had the year before. I mean, f firstly, I don't think we've got real football people at the top level of the club who can advise because it's all very well dominating you know, an under-21, under-18 league. But when you step up the levels we're playing at, that's a huge, huge gap to bridge. I mean, Patrick Bamford got goals for MK Dons, got goals for Middlesbrough, fine, but that's Championship and League One. He can't get into Palace team, and I don't know if that's because of his attitude, ability, I don't know, because Pardew's a, a good manager. 
And I think if he saw something in Bamford, he'd play him. I'll tell you why he's not going into the Palace team, because he doesn't. He, he's not the kind of striker that fits into the way he that, that Pardew plays. He wants pace, 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 pace very, very yeah, quick. Pace right, and fine, power. But why, why did they tie him on loan then, if he's not the sort of player because, to fit into the... Because Chelsea did a deal with him. And this is, it happens, you know. Well, they said more for Chelsea for sending a player to a club who's not going to get game Well, with time. a bit of luck, they'll, they'll get him back. But, I mean, yeah, you know... The, I other, mean, the other player to remember, of course, is... is, uh, is, is Kellis, isn't it, who plays for um, yeah. Middlesbrough. Uh, Middlesbrough, who, mm. uh, you know, why didn't they recall him? Or and him Anderson as well. Yeah, rather than, yeah. rather than buy yeah. this mystery centre-half from Marseille, who's never, ever clearly going to play in the first team mm. at all. For and all and also, two, we, three we were blessed with, arguably, a once-in-a-lifetime spine. That spine was unbelievable. And now, from this squad, I can't see one player achieving legend status now. No. Let we, alone cult status. I don't know a few of them. Oh, cult. Sorry, cult, yeah, I, yeah. I wonder what you said. Yeah, then. yeah I mean, you know, we, we, I'm sure we talked about this the other week, yeah. actually, didn't we? Not on the show. I think over a pint or something. But you know, it, it's becoming very, very clear. And I mean, you know, I, I'm going to go back to it again. That feeling that I had, it was just like, you know, it, it was like 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 a five year old child who's just witnessed something that, just, that is beyond comprehension. And for a child, that's actually quite heavy stuff when they're in that situation. But it felt like that. What's happened to my team? I don't come... But I think you're right. I think, as I said on reflection, of course, you've got to understand that that team that we saw for 10 years with that spine arguably is going to be, is going to be the greatest Chelsea team we've ever seen in our lifetime. And we might not have a team that is anywhere near that again. That is possible. We might win stuff. We might win titles. But we may not have a team that is as good as that one with players of that calibre. It depends whether Abramovich gets rid of this squad and uh, decides to, to purchase some 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 I mean, we, we could, stars, there's, mm. there's as you were, saying, were saying earlier. There's players out there that can rebuild that spine, but it's A, how much they're going to cost, and yeah. B, will they come to Chelsea? Because well, the City have no problem paying £50 million for, Actually, Jeff, for Jeff, Jeff Knight's made an absolutely cracking point here, and I think actually that, that extends the argument certainly outwards as well, that saying even the likes of Balak yeah. and Essay are better than our current midfield, not to mention somebody like Makaleli. Yeah. And I think exactly that. And I mean, Jose was moaning about that really between the lines over the summer and last season. It, was, was it wasn't just the quality of Bassett. players. It wasn't just the quality of players that we, we were lacking. It was the depth of the squad. You know, double whammy for a, Jose. We used to have a team full of national captains. Yeah. We've, all we've got now is JT and, and Cahill. And, yeah. and uh, Branagh. Brenner, yes. I think Ballet was a, was a top, top purchase. Yeah, superb player. Top, no, top best player. But that's what I'm talking about. Those three players that you mentioned, Makaleli, Essien, Ballet, they would walk into any team. Oh, for young Essien now. I think that, that I'm, much as I love Jacaranda Chick, I think she's probably got the biggest ears in the world. If you can hear that washing machine, well, you're right. You, you've picked it up over the Maison de Chidge. You have indeed. Amazing. We're actually in the, the bathroom at the yes, moment, yes. just next door to the... We've uh, moved into the loo. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the bottom line is... No club has a divine right for success, whoever no. it may be. No, um, and maybe there's expectations have been set so high by the last ten years. It's difficult to adapt to. You know, I've got a real empathy of my Tottenham friends now, to be honest. <laughs> Seriously? Well, just how how it's to be to be bang average. Oh, at the moment. Well, I mean, you know, but this is. I mean, you know, go, kind of going back to where I started this because there's a lot of talk about. Well, hang on a minute. We won the title last year. How can these players who were great players last year? be so shit now well, I, and this is what I mean I don't think they were great players I just think that they were managed unbelievably well I mean if you remember okay I think we played some superb football at the beginning of last season but we weren't be able to able to sustain that beyond January we got absolutely mullered by Tottenham who worked us out beautifully and at which point Jose shut up shop and, and basically through almost willpower alone 
drove us over the line with defensive one-nil type performances. But we haven't, nil, nil. Yeah, we haven't seen decent quality football the, the like of which we saw at the beginning of last yeah, season since, since then, well, since, since that defeat. Yeah. Well, well, since, since Fabregas started playing like a... Well, since that Swansea away yeah. game, that was the last time this, we played really, really this well. This calendar year we've been very poor. I'd love to know where we were. Would well, I mean, it's a bit of an Arsenal thing to do, so I don't really mean this people out there, but it'd be interesting to see a league table of the calendar year, wouldn't yeah. it? I think I think Fabregas probably peaked at Everton last season and he's been getting worse ever since and he's mm. still getting worse. But I just wonder, you know, are these players really as good as a lot of them think they are? I mean, even even Hazard, who I, I, I accept has, you know, had a really meteoric rise. But, you know, when, when Jose is comparing him to Messi or Ronaldo, mm. I don't think he's, he's not fit to lick the piss off their boots. <laughs> not, not this season, he's not. You know, he's got a long way to go. And I mean, actually, again, Martin Samuel said this brilliantly in his eye. Always Martin Samuel. Mm. But he said that this weekend, he said, you know, uh, talk about, you want to talk about great Chelsea players. Look at Frank Lampard, who did it every season, scoring over 10 goals every season. He said, that's what makes a great team. That's what makes a great player. You can't do it for just one. And basically, he was digging out Hazard and Costa. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That, those, that, those are one's expectations in any sport. Mm. You don't expect suddenly mm. all your players to, to have a complete drop in form one or two but not all of them just... you can't carry seven players how good you the team is you don't think somebody's <laughs> drugging the food at the training ground or something you know, why is it to well do you know what I t- there's a fantastic bloke on Twitter uh, who's obviously quite old school largely because his Twitter handle's Eddie McCready's Blue and White Army mm. um, yeah. and he put out a tweet of some bloke uh, a clown called Romark who in 1977 put a curse on the team <laughs> seriously and said that it would all go downhill from there. Well, actually, he was right, wasn't he? Because 78, 79 was Then we bounced straight back up, though, yeah. didn't we? So, but, uh, you know, maybe it's the same curse. But, it, but it's We need just a Graham so Roberts to take hold of us, don't we? Oh, yeah. it's, just, it's just inexplicable. <laughs> I think that's the trouble. It's inexplicable. Go on, Daniel. Well, right the problem is, we, you know, the whole, the, whole, the whole club is all about the product rather than the club and the team. I would love to get somebody on board who, who is a football person who knows football, who knows players, like, you know, like a, a proper director of football, like a Lampard to you know, coincide with training to be the new Is that Chelsea manager. No, but I'm saying he knows football, not direct. oh right, I'm not Michael Emma, Emma no, who knows how to run a girls' an, team. An, um, yeah. an umbrella term for somebody who knows football, who knows the club inside out, who knows good players, who say to you, "What you know? What? Yes, you're great, Antoine Neville's but you're not Chelsea." Gary Wilson, who who, who uh, we all know and love, has, has written something quite interesting. I, I know you're not old enough. Actually, I am. But we need a 1983 Johnny Neal approach to kick some out and get new backbone. Yes. Do you know? Do you know what, Gary? Spot on. Absolutely. Good point, Gary. Bang on. I was thinking about this this week because there's been a lot of people talking about parallels uh, with the with the management and stuff. Um, no, there are there are some excellent parallels, I think, to the 1983 season. Yeah. Where we nearly got relegated to division it was actually eighty two, wasn't it? Eighty two, eighty three. Yeah. Where we nearly got relegated to division three, and everybody expected Bates to fire John Neal, but instead Bates said, "No, you get rid of all the shit players that are causing you trouble, and I'll back you." And that's exactly what he did. This and is this is coming to a very remember that Im- very important point yes. actually, Chidge. This is coming to a very important point. The club, and by that I probably mean Roman Abramovich. Has got a choice to make. He's got a choice to make. He, 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 he's got to back the manager or he's got to back the players because yeah. he can't get rid of both. No. I mean, <laughs> we've been quite good at sacking a manager and then having a very good second part of the season. So what's open to us? We could win the FA Cup and, and the Europa well, League. Who's out Champions there? Champions League. 
Oh, you don't think we'll make it in, into the past? The no, <laughs> you're such a miserable. See what happens on I'm really miserable about the whole thing. See what happens on Wednesday. I think we're going to win the Champions League this year. You just there'll be someone and get relegated. Well, no, because uh, well, maybe we won't because we. Cause I'm just trying to. Th- yes, I think we will because this is the. If we win, if we win the uh, football vlogging awards, then we'll win the Champions League because that's what happened the last time we won it. Anyway, I think I think Martin's point is, is is absolutely spot on, and actually I've written it in the script, so therefore it must be good. But I think it really this whole situation at the moment that's how that's what it boils down to, you know. Right now, mm. I mean, we don't know. We were talking earlier on about all these rumours about player discontent, Luzzy lost the dressing room, all this kind of stuff. We don't know if they're true, but let's for, let's for sake of argument assume that there's a grain of truth in it it wouldn't surprise me because this has been the pattern at Chelsea you know manager pisses them off they all start acting up knowing that the manager's going to get the boot and they'll get what they want you know a less conf- confrontational manager an easier ride whatever some the, the you know the line has got to be drawn in the sand as far as I'm concerned because we know however crap it is at the moment you know Jose Mourinho is the best football manager this club has had we know for certain and for sure that he will if he leaves the club tomorrow Saturday or whenever whoever he joins he will win a trophy next year he will come back and bite us on the arse whenever we play them so for once get with the program and realise that actually the players are the ones that need to carry the can but Get the rotten apples out. Are they making some kind of financial assessment of all of this? Do you think? Do you think that's what they might be doing at the moment? And what, thinking, thinking about, thinking about. Well, the package of getting rid of Jose Jose's will be will be, be with, with twenty five million plus well, the plus the staff and a yellow Ferrari. And uh, and, uh, and, and what about and, and then the players' wages? Or do they say, all right, we'll keep him going, not make any money next year, and uh, and just and allow Jose to rebuild the team? Or do they say, no, the brand is such that because they talk about it as a brand, that we have to maintain the, the impetus. So we'll get rid of Jose now, keep the players, and just hope that the new manager they get can then instill the same kind of, of skill level and success that has happened every other time that we've sacked um, that we've, uh, we've sacked a manager. Just a, just a point of controversy. I'm probably going to get a lot of abuse. Do we think Mourinho is capable of... Of, of turning around because you've never been in this situation and building before. A, building a team, yeah, and going there yeah, long term. Yeah, I mean, but you may no, not no, be. That's maybe the, they may, as according to as, we, as somebody set up there, according to Dan Levine, um, the decision's already been made. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult because he's built teams he's, before. No, he has. He, he, built, he, he has built Porto. He, he built did. Porto, but he did, he, they, they they still one of the biggest clubs in Portugal. Has, has he got the wherewithal to do it? Can he do it? That's a question. I mean, maybe the club thinking, well, maybe he can't do well, it. Because he built team, but that was a team, they were eager and keen and young, weren't they? And because And they went with him because they yeah. want they like the success. If this is he's a group of a jaded old, man, old, old players who just uh, can't be bothered, they know it but all. It, but it's not a group of jaded old players, is it? So young. We've got some pretty young players. No, but the way that the they're playing at the moment looks like a group of jaded old players. He d- are the players burnt out by his demands and the... Well, they're saying that one of the one of the articles I read was saying they didn't like the intensity of the uh, the training sessions that he was trying to implement <laughs> yeah, at the moment. I'll get over they, it. They, they should yeah. get over it. I know, I you're you're yeah. fit professional athlete. I, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I've always got this in the back of my my head. This this you know despise prima donna millionaires who have it all far too blooming easy. And you know I come from a school of management that if you don't like it, you know. Sh- my way or the highway, ship up, ship up or shape. Hang on, shape up or ship out. You know, and I think I, I think a bit of that needs to go on. I mean, it's really interesting actually reading the press avidly as I did today. But there was you know talk of uh, talk of um, uh, 
Mancini, or Mancini as I prefer <laughs> to call him, and <laughs> Capello. Now, okay, all load of... I mean, Capello's agent's basically been putting that out into the media because he probably needs a job or the He's money. He's been saying that he might take over. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, I'd rather stick a red hot yeah. poker at my jacksy, frankly. But he backed, he backed John Terry. But he's a dis- he did. Disciplinarian. Mancini. Disciplinarian. Nice. You know, so, so you know, you just, you just kind of wonder what's going on there. But I think going back to the point that you were making a minute ago, I think it was Dan or Jonathan, but I think you're right. I think this is the trouble that we've got. We've got, I think, a very messed up football club, structurally. And we've got Roman and uh, Marina, uh, you know, Roman being a fan. Roman kind of wanting, you know, the kind of things that fans want. You know, success, glory, great players, attractive football, Newsday, all these kind of things. Uh, we've got a board who have no power at all because basically Roman, uh, you know, board. makes the decisions. But they have to guess what Roman wants. That's why they feed Roman, don't yeah. they, really? Well, they do, because Roman, like it's a Russian years. trait. Yeah. You have to imagine what the great leader, you know, the glorious leader wants. So you've basically got a, a, a board that fight each other for pecking order. And, of course, you've then got the third rung on the wheel, which is the manager. And, and in, in our case, we have a manager who doesn't have absolute power in that football club, a la uh, Alec Ferguson, for example, at United. So surely, you know, the manager and his team are the people that should make the football decisions and make them for the best interest of the team going forward. But every time they do, the board kind of hijack that. They've clearly not given him what he wants, player-wise. And then they've dressed it up as the business is the, business is the thing. It's all about breaking strange, even. It's all about decisions. the money. It's all about the money. It's all about the brand, from, from, Jonathan. Indeed, as I said earlier. But from a player point of view, they've made some very strange decisions about who they've purchased over the last year. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Michael Hector, I mean, baffling. I mean, I've never even heard of him before we signed him. I mean, he's... Jabba Jabba Doobie, whatever his name is. Yeah, George. But, also, yeah. but, but, you know, Quadrado was an example. Yeah, but, yeah, but Jabba Doobie's brother, you know. <laughs> Quadrado is a bizarre... Well, you go back to Salah. Bizarre person. Sh- they should have purchased with Salah, in my opinion. I thought Salah... Not Salah, Sherla, sorry, Sherla. Because I know he had the... Um, he had the, the I've had it called Dan Levin. He had some sort of virus which he struggled to, you know, clear, and that affects his game time. Yeah, but I'll, I think that's a super yeah. point, Dan. I really do. But I, I just, you know, that we have a club that is not working together. We have got we are a club that are not all working in the same direction. You've got the board doing what they do, and you've got Mourinho wanting to do what he does, and Raymond kind of sits above it all. And I think until they all kind of get together and figure out what it is that they want to achieve at this club. We're going to be in a mess. I really do think that. They've got to put the team at the spearhead of it, though. Well, I heard this from the, ma- from the horse's mouth. It should be the team mouth. that drives everything. I heard this from the horse's mouth. Goulet, uh told me at a fans' forum meeting, obviously years ago when he was there, that there was a symbiotic relationship, basically, between the football and the business. You know, success on the pitch yeah. is good for the business. You know, and what's good for the business is success on the pitch. Um, that, that, there's a lot of sense in that. Mm. But you cannot have the business tail wagging the football dog absolutely it has to be the other way around that's what in my I said book. the football has to be yes the exactly alright we, we're kind of beginning to we've got about a few minutes left on this part um, I mean here's the thing do we, do we write the season off or you know by ditching the underperformers uh, play the youth or you know how is Jose going to get a tune out of them or you know or, or, or really what I'm saying is you know how long has Jose got do you think if we're going by um, history, with the exception of Di Matteo, he'll get to January or February. 
provided we qualify for Champions League. And if come January, February, we're a long way from top four. No, but this has been this has been the worst performance there hasn't yeah, been. I know, At least I know, even saying, even Scolari and I don't uh, believe Tiago's in November. Yeah, it was never November because we were still further up the the division. Clubs have forced with Dimitel by winning the Champions League. They never wanted to give him the job. He went because we weren't in about. Jose will get till January, February, provided we qualify for the Champions League. And if come January, yeah. February, we're still in touch with the top four. I think, in fact, Wednesday's game is unbelievably important for him. If they if they lose at home, I think they, I think I think it'll be Kiev. I think we'll go January, February will be decision time. I don't based think they'll sack him. They will if he don't make the Champions will, League. I don't think there's anyone out to replace him. I don't think Ancelotti will want to come back after being sacked in the corridor. We'll, he was sacked by, by Ancelotti's Pulo, th- three leagues in 18 years Mourinho's won six in half that time mm. I mean what I would really love to see you know in, in, is a kind of a, a big summation of pretty much everything that we've discussed tonight I would love to see the board come out and say un- indefatigably that he's here for the season no matter what happens because I just, you know, really from a point of view of planting that seed in the players' heads, yeah. that whatever point. they do, however shit they are, the manager's staying. You're the ones that are going to go. If you don't perform, we will sell you and we will buy some better players. Or, because or the get some people staying. back on loan from on being on loan yeah, if they can the, in January. Exactly, because the manager's staying. And I think it would be really helpful, you know. Here's the other thing. I mean, you know, again, you know what I was saying about the business tail wagging the football dog? If they get rid of him, it, it'll be, well, it could be for many reasons, but one of them will be because they don't, uh, they're worried about not getting into the Champions League because of the financial implication that, that happens when you don't get into the Champions League. Don't give me that rubbish. They've got more money than God, and they're about to get all the billions from the, the, the TV money. You know, providing they don't get relegated from the yeah. Premier League, the money's not an issue. So don't tell us that because it's rubbish. I don't so think... actually, have a shit season. Don't get into the Champions League. Finish mid-table. But bloody sort the mess out. Sort the transition out and rebuild this team and make us great again with the best manager in the world. What's wrong with that? You're, you're not going to do it in a year. Hmm? You're not going to do it in a year. As long as it takes. I mean, I like Jonathan. I would love to see some of the youth come in through the side because we, we spend a lot of money on the youth and, and it appears that there is some talent there. Who would you like? Some of, some of these players on loan, they might, well, Ake, for example, had a fantastic game at the yeah. weekend for Watford. I mean, he didn't, uh, he didn't play very well last year when he played for us, but you know, there, there's somebody you can always say, hey, that worked, we'll give him a go next season. Mm-hmm. And you've got the players in Vitesse, Lewis Baker, Solanke yep. doing better yep. in Vitesse. Yep. I don't think the current club, crop, 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 Klopp, can't mention him. Crop of players are good enough to get Mourinho sacked. They're not good enough to get Mourinho sacked. They're not good enough to be retained over Mourinho, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Say, they're, they're, you know what I'm saying? Why would the club back them over Mourinho? Mourinho's done it. He's bloody done it and he can do it again. Mm. And This lot of players, yes, they won the league last season, but as you say... Are they good enough to do it again? Well, would you cry? Have they got the mindset to do it again? Mm. Why would the club back that lot over, especially the way they're playing at the moment, over Mourinho? And would you really cry if any of them left? No, no, no. I mean, you know, even JT, who I who I love to pieces, but you know, it, all great careers have to come to an end sometime, and yeah. I think the writing is on the wall for JT. He's not he's not as good as he was, and it happens, and I'm very sad but to see. Unfortunately, it. Cahill has, has has caught the same disease. Well, I just don't think he's ever really been good enough. Need leaders honest, out there, you know. Well. 
Um, all right, we've got to wrap this up, but I think that's been a very interesting uh, discussion because it's, a, I mean, I think what it tells us is it's a very, 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 very complex thing. There is no easy solution, but actually the solution might be to make some really tough decisions. And actually, in a sense, it's tougher to keep Jose, in a sense, than to, to get rid of him. But that's the decision I think that has to be made. They, make the tough one. Stick with it. Well, yeah, but as you say, that, that is the tough one because they'll be going along the lines of, well, in every every other occasion, we've sacked the manager. We've done better because it's it's given it's the, so the team then try to, but it is short term. So, it's kind of, a lot of people mentioning Guardiola on the on, Yeah, but he, he's on, just on he's about to sign a, no. a four-year yeah, deal at, um, at uh, Bayern. Guardiola yeah. is not the man for Chelsea. When's he ever built a team? Right, enough. Okay, we're going to go for a break, then we'll be back for our final part. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Okay, we're back uh, for the last part of the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge. Now, um, because under under uh, listener uh, pressure, you know, people who say that I'm a bit of a, an autocrat. Power to the people. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, I believe in a chidgeocracy, not a democracy, uh, would probably be right. And uh, I had a lot of moans and complaints about the fact we don't Are do we your minions, then? No, no, you're, you're kind of my Republican guard. Oh, sweet. They're okay. the minions out there, the people oh, who no, listen. Okay. You're the okay. Republican guard. Do I get guard. a gun? Um, if you ask me nicely. Oh, okay. okay. I won't give you any bullets, mine. Bow and arrow. Um, anyway, um, we have decided that we will reintroduce the Chelsea Fancast Match Awards very much along the rather haphazard way that we did it tonight. I'll try and be a little bit better organised. But um, you can thank the Twitter people for enabling us to do polls, uh, which makes this a lot easier. So they are. We had, I'll, I'll go in reverse order. The salary moments, uh, we decided to nominate... Uh, the, the tremendous support, I think, at the Liverpool game for, for Jose Mourinho and uh, Costa flattening James Milner, which we thought was quite funny. Uh, and I can tell you that a resounding 87% of the vote has gone for the support for Jose, uh, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Uh, the Guinness moment, we decided to nominate Oscar's superb attempt. I mean, it was pretty much on the halfway line, wasn't it? It was a... Yeah. Long yeah. way out, and he very nearly got it in. He only just got a finger. Yeah, um, yeah. Madame Mignolet just about fingered it out. Yeah. Um, be careful how you say that. Yeah, uh, anyway, I'm delighted to tell you that uh, Oscar's shot uh, got 65% of the vote compared to Aspie's cross for the goal, which got 35%. Uh, spalling down. Uh, chance of the match. Uh, the nominations were Mourinho's right, the refs are shite, and uh, the Jose Mourinho chant was the other nomination. And 63% uh, of you have voted for Jose Mourinho. Uh, 37% have voted for the Mourinho's right. And guess what? The man of the match uh, against Liverpool. 82% of you voted for William and 18% Ramirez. He hates Tottenham. He hates Tottenham, man. He hates Tottenham. I mean, how wonderfully deserved is that? I mean, good old William has basically been the only player he's, this he's, season that's actually performed to his... You know, normal kind of level. In fact, even better than well, his normal level. I can't say he saved us, but at least he's tried. 
Well, he's improved all round as a player. I find it interesting that Ramirez, who we were all talking about, perhaps he should be sold at the end of last season, has been one of the outstanding yeah, players Yeah, I think he's well. been great. I love Ramirez. He's, he's kind of running good, at players. He's got to do that. He puts the shift in. Of course, I forgot to press start on the old doodah thingy, but never mind. We'll figure it out. Right. We have, uh, we have uh, an email, Jonathan. Would you like to read an email? Huh? May I, please? <coughs> you have a script, dear boy. I do. Hello, boys. First of all, I want to say I love your podcast. Um, in strange and cold times like these, your pod makes my Tuesdays so, 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 three so's, much better. To the question, what's up with the tempo and some of our chants? It goes from steady and clear to fast and confusing. Take Carefree, for instance. Carefree, wherever we may be, because we are the famous CFC. What's up with that? Has it always been like that? I hope you understand my point. Keep up the amazing work. Deep, deep love from a Swedish blue. That sounds e, good, doesn't it? E. Mm-hmm. e. Henriksson. <laughs> well, I've seen a film about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bloody good email. Yeah. That's a good question. Hmm. I think it's what happens is that people start it, don't they, very slowly. A couple of people start it. Yeah, everybody joins in. They run out of breath. And yeah, because we're all smokers. Uh, not, any, not anymore. No, Six yeah. weeks off the fags, right? Well done, you. Do you know what and it you is? You should Jonathan? be singing it on your own. Then. Do you know what it is? What is it? They all need, uh, uh, they all need lessons in breath control from the premium voiceover artiste of his generation. But it's to do none with other. It's fitness. None, none other, other than Patrick Allen. None other than Jack no, Jonathan no. Kidd. Jonathan <laughs> Kidd. <laughs> Jonathan Kidd. Oh, him. Yeah, yeah. He's but it's breath control. He, he's got a new reel up. Did you know that? Jonathan Kidd. A, yeah, he's got a new co- UK character. We were reel. talking about it. It's on his website, JonathanKidd.com. Have we a were, look at it there. That's K Y W D. K Y W D. Yeah, J O N A T H A N. We were I'd talking like about it. You Have you? Oh, you've seen it? Have you? Have you seen that reel? Have you seen my real chip? I have. Sorry, I got distracted. So somebody, I know, somebody, somebody writing something. I know. I what is that? He's paying no attention to me well, whatsoever. It's all right for you. You can read it. No, I, but I'm not. I'm looking at you, Chip. We actually talked about it before you arrived. What, my, my, yes. my reel? And we did, didn't we, say how wonderful it yeah. was. Very, oh, very funny. You. Thank you. Well, actually, the proof is that people will know because they were listening. It's supposed to be funny, Chidge. It's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be funny. I've just done one today, which is because um, I'm in Assassin's Creed. Um, oh, are you? The London the count, one? The, one, the London one that's mm. just out now, um, Syndicate. And I've got a whole reel of, uh, um, one, it's just two minutes worth, of me dying and being suffering pain. And uh, me going... You love that, don't you? I love you? all of that. that I love it. I, I love it. It is, yeah, yeah exactly. It, 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 I'll, I give good death, apparently, I'm told. Yeah, I'm very good at that. So, uh, <laughs> so be careful told, how you say that. So I'm yeah. told. But yeah, so it'll be up on my sh- on my um, website um, tonight, we in fact. Will you see but a character face of you as well? You'll, no, you'll, yeah, you see me sideways on, but just keep <laughs> doing all this... Yeah, yeah, you see everything in the face. Because so you have like, to do it like properly. Like constipation Yeah, yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, similar, similar. But at the end, there's death. It's like having, you know, you have a shit and... Nothing happens. Oh, they worked for Elvis. Yeah, it's true. Actually, it did. Yeah. So did peanut butter and black. What was it? Peanut butter and jelly. Uh, jelly sandwiches, wasn't it? Peanut butter and jello. Yeah. Poor old Elvis, getting on the cars and, and having a heart attack. Anyway, um, what's the answer to this? I mean, I think I think E. Henriksen's got a, a point, but I think it is about breath control. It's a bit like somebody. Rem- somebody reminded me on Twitter actually the other 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 other, other night about that awful. Uh, they, it's now known as the Topper Lee song. You know, we're Topper Lee, yes, we're yes. Topper Lee. I think basically what we're saying, Jonathan, and I think as professionals we can say this, that Chelsea supporters' breath control and diction is shite. I think in some instances they've, been, they, they've never quite understood the words. 
So they just do kind of renditions of them, <laughs> facsimiles of yeah. them. We're you know, top early. Yeah, yeah, they don't know it's league. They've heard Lee. Yeah. And they we're think top it's early. We're top early. Well, that was like a hilarious story about somebody actually thought that Carefree was Jeffrey, oh, yeah. wherever he yes. may be. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Anyway, it was a great email, uh, E. Henriksen. And uh, let me give you some deep, deep love from the Chelsea fan cast back to Sweden. I'm glad you like the show. Right. Pluggery time. Uh, you can get Sorry? some... Pluggery. Oh, Plug- uh, wash your ears out, yeah. smart. Get your ear trumpet out, smart. I know you're getting on a bit. Uh, right, you can get CFC UK at home games from the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway Tube, and of course also at away games. So it will be uh, on sale on Wednesday night and uh, also at Stoke next weekend. Now, if you can't get it there, you can always get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. And if you're in the USA, Follow the Twitter account at CFC UK USA. And if anybody is interested in getting a proper, real-life copy of CFC UK, you can contact Dan Lundberg on Twitter at DLundberg underscore. Well done. I remember, I'm remembering <laughs> no, now. I've got, I had to get used to you not being here and therefore having to learn how to remember to do the underscore myself. So there we go. I wouldn't have noticed the underscore. But there we go. It's, it's, it's at D-L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G underscore. underscore. Absolutely. Right, Chelsea Supporters Trust, uh, as always, a quick plug for them. We are affiliates, of course, which you probably know. Um, But you can join the Trust and get your voice heard by the club. It's only five quid to become a voting member. And, of course, it's free for non-voting members. But why would you want to be a member and not be able to vote? It's like the whole point is the democratic nature of it. Is it not, Martin? Eating sweeps with the papers. Absolutely. Now... Sign up at ChelseaSupportersTrust.com so you can attend the meetings, come to the events and vote on the issues that directly affect you and make sure you get your voice heard. Uh, I think a newsletter came out last week, so if you're a member, you will have got that. And uh, what else is going on? Oh, that's right, we've got a meeting, another a special general meeting, which is basically we have a, a meeting every kind of two or three months where if you're a member, you can come along, usually in the Fimbra Arms pub in the cellar there, and we, we usually lay on a few guests and topics and you can just have a good old chat about Chelsea and what's going on and find out what we've been doing. Uh, but the next one is after the Norwich game on Saturday the 21st of November. It will be in the Fimber Arms Cellar. And we will have Melanie Cook, Alison Gurdon and Amanda Jacks there. Now, Melanie and Alison are both lawyers who do a lot of representing of football supporters who have got in trouble with the police quite often unfairly. And they pr- uh, they basically defend them and get them off. And uh, Amanda Jacks uh, is the caseworker. Get them off? Yeah. Uh, well, because basically they don't follow the due process of law most of the time. Okay. Uh, not pro bono. I misunderstood you, sorry. No, 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 no. Well, I think it might be pro bono. I don't know. If you come along to the meeting, yeah. you'll find out. I wish I could, but you're going to. You're going to be in Peru, aren't you? Because I'll be in darkest Peru. Yep, looking for marmalade sandwiches. Mm. With a with a better luck, they'll. they'll, they'll, they'll you'll, lo- you'll lose your name tag, and we and you won't find your way back. Which thing? No, no, I don't. Please look that. after this bear. I do. I don't mean I, that. I played Paddington in seventy Did episodes you? of a of a cartoon in the nineties. Not the one with Michael Horden. No, that he was previous. Though, mm-hmm. though somebody from um, uh, some charity attempted to thought that I was Michael Horden and asked me for a signature and I had to sign these first day covers. It was all a bit embarrassing. I kept saying, "No, I'm not. No, I'm not him. I'm not him. I'm not, not him. No, I'm another. I'm the other Michael. I'm Horden. the other Paddington. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm the other Michael Horden. Yeah. Well, no. What a wonderful actor he was. He though. was great. Wasn't you he, yeah. don't. You're doing it again. You'll get me distracted. And we we go off on these weird tangents. I know. I've, by the way, the Norwich game, I may not be able to go to either. I've got, <gasps> I'm on a pencil for a McDonald's ad in Vision. Oh, you really? Playing a school teacher. Dimey. It's only a pencil, though. Right. Um, Amanda Jacks will also be there. She's the uh, caseworker for the Football Supporters Federation. 
it will be fascinating. It really, really will be. So if you're a, a, C- a you know Chelsea Sports Trust member and you're at the game, do come along after let's have a few beers and you might learn something. They're very good people. Now, um, as you all know, um, and he's in the house. There we go. Look at that. Gary is so on the case. He's just um, put on the Mixler link. Uh, basically, as you know, Gary lost his lovely daughter, Kirsty a, a, a few weeks back, uh, which was a very, very sad loss for everybody who knows Gary, everybody who knows Kirsty. Um, but uh, uh, Gary's basically now getting behind, I think it's, correct me if I'm wrong, Gary, but a slightly different petition than the one that we were backing fully not so long ago. But this one basically is petitioning uh, the Prime Minister, David Cameron, to get smear tests to be lowered to all 16-year-olds, which sounds like a bloody good idea to me. Um, he's put the link up on there for Mixler U lot. I shall read it out here. It's basically www.change.org forward slash P forward slash David hyphen Cameron hyphen MP hyphen smear hyphen tests. Basically all of that to be lowered to 16-year-olds with hyphens in between them. Um, I will... Uh, I will put this on Twitter. I mean, Gary is brilliant. He tweets us out all the time. So watch for Chelsea Fancast or me retweeting it. But apparently, I think they need about 11,000 signatures to go. And then it gets to the 150,000 when I think he has to look at it or or react to it. So get on there. If you knew Kirsty, if you know Gary, uh, there is no better way to honour the memory of the lovely Kirsty by getting behind this campaign and hopefully save a few other people's lives. That's what we all want. Now, talking of uh, of uh, people who we love and who are not very well, uh, I happened. To, I had a I had a cracking um, Saturday after the match. Actually, which cheered me up no end. Even though I, I oh, Gary says only ten k needed. Only ten k needed, even better. But I had a few beers with Cundy, and uh, I met up with Gareth Hall. Um, anybody who went, uh, you know, in the late eighties, early nineties, will remember David Webb putting. Gareth Hall in the midfield, although that Gareth was a right back and uh, he did rather well, and it led to one of the fans. I can't remember the fans even now, but Gareth Hall is a midfield genius. Was that a song? No, but it was on the front of the fanzine, and I, I, I actually went up to Gareth and said, "Oh, Gareth Hall! Gareth Hall is a midfield genius." He went straight over his head. You could do it to the tune of Matthew Hardy's. I know. Anyway, um, we met up with Gareth and we met up with Cundy, and I, I had a nice few business. Very, very nice. But I also met up with a lovely lad called Callum Britton who just so happens to be Ian Britton's son. Probably the shortest player ever to play for Chelsea. Probably the shortest player ever to play for with Chelsea. With the weirdest haircut. With the weirdest with a weird, haircut. With seriously weird and, and, and But lovely bloke, Ian, and a very, very, good, a very player. good player. Callum is also lovely, a really lovely bloke. I had a lovely chat with him. Smashing, smashing bloke. Uh, but of course, um, ma- many of you will know that uh, Ian uh, has also been suffering from cancer recently. He's not very well at all. Um, and I mean, you know, there was no kind of petition or anything for me to go and plug. But I said to Callum, I promised him, I said that I used to love him as a player. And uh, I said, I will make sure that on this show, we will say to everybody who listens, please send out as many positive vibes as you can to a great Chelsea player and a great servant of the club who absolutely 100% deserves our support. So do think of Ian Britton. Uh, and if you saw him, if you're lucky enough to see him play, you'll understand why. But he's a lovely bloke. So, um, yeah, he was so there we go. He a long time, wasn't he? He was, he was, he was, he was, yeah, I think. 10, 12 years, mm, long, quite a while. But the irony, of course, was I was uh, debuting um, on Saturday my 1976 uh, retro shirt, would you believe? I believe it. Worn yeah. by Ian Britton, amongst others. So there we go. 
Yes, this is getting proper old school, sending good vibes out to him. Yes, it is indeed, John, and it's exactly what we want. And uh, and as I said, Callum was a lovely bloke as well, and, and it kind of cheered me up. And uh, by the time I got home, I'd forgotten where I'd been, which is probably a good thing, because if I'd have remembered, I'd have known that I'd seen Chelsea lose 3-1 to Liverpool, which wouldn't have been very pleasant, really, would it? They didn't, did they? Apparently they did. I've forgotten that. Terrible, wouldn't it? Me. Right, um, that's about all we've got time for this week. God, it's whizzed by, isn't it? Whizzed. Whizzed. We've had. It's, we probably we've been doing it in time to the washing machine, Jonathan. We've been on full spin. I feel quite clean, actually. Do we'll, we'll, we'll be up to fourteen hundred revs. I think it could have been. Mm. You know, have your, are your smalls feeling cleaner now, Martin? Well, they, I think they, they think they're bone dry. Are they? Okay. <laughs> Which is unusual after the podcast. It is really. It <laughs> is. Yes, we do get a bit moist occasionally. Uh, right, we will be back uh, on uh, next Monday, would you believe? I know, strange but true. Uh, which is November the 9th, uh, to report back on the games against Kiev, which no doubt we'll forget all about unless something very untoward happens. And Stoke, which of course will be much more fresh in our memory. Uh, I will be joined again by the wonderful Jonathan Kidd. Oh, thank you. Two weeks in a row. And and Dan Silver. Oh, Dan. Two weeks in a row. And an absolute newbie, a debut by the lovely Alex Churchill. Now, Alex, uh, who is a lovely, lovely lady, is also the author of the excellent book. There's going to be a girl girl on here. A girl, I know. Maybe I think I can quite have that. Can well, we have that? It's all right. We'll, we'll make sure she sits know, nowhere near you. Could she possibly sit on the other side? Yes, we'll, we'll make sure you and her, are, are, you know, for her own away. protection, will be, be Thank placed you. very far away from you. Thank you. Anyway, the lovely Alex Churchill is the author of the excellent book, Overland and Sea, Chelsea FC in the Great War. And obviously she'll be talking all about that, which is highly appropriate considering it will only be a couple of days away from Armistice Day, won't it? Mm. So uh, it's a cracking book, apparently. Now, um, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast. And, of course, make sure you check out the great blogs on our website. I don't think they've been... Oh, Clayton. Oh, Clayton ugh, wrote a humdinger. Absolute humdinger the other week. I got up there. Back end of last week. don't know if you I, read I it. I saw the link. I haven't read it yet. Oh, Clayton was on fire. Uh, a lot of people looked he at it. He usually is. No, he's an absolute stunner. Writer. What, was stunner. Was article about um, uh, Awakens? Sticking with Jose. This one, yeah, it was right. real, Curly real 59. Powerful, powerful stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, check out the website, ChelseaFanCast.com, and, of course, that'll tell you how you can listen and download the show. And, of course, uh, do uh, have a look at our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com forward slash ChelseaFanCast. And I'm kind of vaguely remembering some sort of a poll. Um, jo- uh, John and uh, Diane, the lovely Diane, Something about a poll on Facebook and well done to both of you. I can't. I haven't looked at it recently, so I don't know what you're on about. But maybe if John can remind me before we go off air, you will we'll find out too. It. Anyway, it's facebook.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Not the other one. That's the, that's the page. I'm not talking about the group. This is the page you need to look at. Blimey. Why, why does everything get more complicated than it should be? Why do you think that is? Technology. I don't know what it is. Life. It's bizarre. Life. Life. Isn't it? Old age. Chidge on Mimi TV tonight. <laughs> no, I, I'm too ill, Paul. I need to go to sleep and to bed. I, and I need the other thing is I've got a meeting tomorrow morning and I have to get back to Hampshire. So after this show is finished, I need to edit the podcast and Me go too. to bed. So no Mimi TV. <laughs> Sorry about that, my friend. I have had an awful lot of fun tonight. Martin, have you had fun tonight? I have had fun tonight. Are you? Are you? F- I, I, until you, someone just reminded me, I'd actually forgotten about the result from what, the weekend. What happened at the weekend? Nothing. Nothing. No, I, happened. I got quite drunk. I remember that. Mm. You know, I've, I've, had, time. I've had no fun. Very on cathartic. Show. No I'm, fun. I'm too gloomy to have is fun. Has it not been cathartic? No. No. no but actually, I, I tell you what is funny, Dan, is that actually when he turned up, Jonathan was spiky. He was his spiky stuff. But he's he's been grinning. For no, he's mellowed a bit. No, he's mellowed. Been even smiling. Yeah. 
You've been smiling. Yeah, I just find well, I can I can relate to the fact that um, uh, we're not playing very well because you know I'm very old and uh, <laughs> and I've been through all this before. You know, so you just sort of accept it. However, I didn't think I would be experiencing it with this team at this stage of my life. I know. I you know I this business of because what happens? No. Is I, I just start reading the program when they're bad. I just as I've told you before, I just go yeah. and I think and I keep going. Oh dear, I can't really cope with is this. Is this reminiscent of the demise? Of the, uh, you, 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 you had the John Neal team that they got promo- they got promoted, at eight, eight, eighty four eighty five started started the the season you know they had the great the one one draw at Arsenal finished sixth in the league mm. that year and then the next year was it under John Hollins mm. yeah. it all went we were, went cotton, very very wrong yeah. I don't know if it's if it's the same as that at all I mean maybe it's a bit more like um, the early 70s really because we'd had quite a prolonged period of success for that, that the Kings of the Kings Road team yeah you know and we were about to build a and new stadium and started selling all of them from the, from the stadium yeah. I mean, we're doing but we've got this to look forward to though, haven't we that it, it's it, they will find a solution because they have so much money I know Ernie Wally Ernie Wally they will find a solution yeah. and, awful and, man and they're going to build the most amazing stadium mm. and, the, and it's not as if there's the prospect of going down two divisions, which was the possibility in the 70s. Okay, my final, final question. You see, I think last, last week I, 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 I said you got a one-word answer on this, um, which was, you know, should Jose Mourinho stay or go? And 100%, 100% Jose Mourinho to stay. Excellent stuff. This week, my final parting question to you all is... Uh, should Chidge go? No, I'm not going anywhere. All right. You know, there's no player power here, sonny <laughs> Jim. Um... We're taking over, aren't we, Dan? Next week, yeah, 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 yeah right. with this girl, Alex. Yeah. It'll be, uh, it'll be peripheral. Chidge. Is Eden Harris Hazard this era's Alan Hudson? <laughs> no, because no, I'm quite. This, I got Chidge out. Get out <laughs> of town. No, listen, this no, is where we're going. Yeah. The question so, this week. The question yeah. this week. Uh, do you think Chelsea will stay in the Premier League or will they be relegated this year, Dan? Staying up, hundred percent. Stay up, hundred percent. We're staying up. Stay up. Staying up. We're staying up. There are we, worse teams happening. Uh, well, do you know what? I, I said this to the Premier League channel reporter. You know, I said, well, we won't go down because there are, there are. But I, do you know what I did say? I said, you know, I remember that season, uh, the, the season that Forrest got relegated. And, and they had, a, it was a decent team. It wasn't a shit team. And, and Clough was clearly at the bottom of an alcoholic cesspit at yes, the time, bless all, him. Yes. Um, but I remember they were the first team that it was said of, they're too, they're good, too to good to go, to go down. down. But of course, the interesting thing, Clough had never had any experience of a relegation mm. fight and keeping a team at Good parallel, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I mean, the, and, and do you know what, what else this also reminds me of? A bit like when Clough went to Leeds for the 44 days. I mean, it was absolutely oh, yeah. mad and insane. And the kind of, you know, you had Leeds, who were the champions, I think, at the time, yeah. playing really. like dogs yeah, they wouldn't play for, for, for that two months. They were awful. So they'd gone from being that brilliant to that yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was going around causing trouble everywhere with the media. There's so many parallels around at the moment about what's going on. It's quite mad, isn't it? Anyway, so anyway, the headline news people who listen to the Chelsea Fancast, you'd be delighted to know, is that uh, 100% of us on the Chelsea Fancast believe that Chelsea will not get relegated this year. Am I right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And on that wonderful yeah. note, I should, we shall leave. Find out how, how Villa have done tonight. They're losing one. They're losing one. There we are. They're definitely going down. All right, mate. It's been brilliant. Dan, have you enjoyed yourself tonight? I loved tonight? it. Great to be back. It's great to see you. We'll see you next week. Yeah. I can't wait for next week. Uh, Jonathan. No, uh, as we'll, I said, I'm too miserable. I've hated it. No, no, no. You see, you'll, you'll be showing off next week because we'll have a young lady on the show. So I know that you won't be miserable at all. Am I that transparent? You are. Oh, you're like all actors, no. mate. It's true. I will be. Because we can see through you like 
Chris, today, Chris up. You are. Yeah. What as a woman? Uh, I'm not sure. I might wear my Stamford outfit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would pay money to see that. I would pay money to see that. Jonathan, you're an absolute loon, and it's great to have you back on the show. Smarts, really great to see you. Now we're not seeing you for a while because you're off to Peru, aren't you? I'm off to Peru for. What are you doing there? A bit of bit of, bit rowing, of, bit of rowing stuff and a bit of tourism. Okay, oh, well, well we, we, will, uh, we will see you when you get back. Right, and as for you lot out there... The reason I don't think we're going down is because we haven't won a point for about a month and we're still 15th. I know. Enough, Martin. No more football, please. <laughs> I've had enough. Uh, it's been brilliant. There were so many people in Mixler tonight, so too numerous to name, but you know who you are. Thank you so much for listening. Many thanks to my lovely guests this week. Thank you to you lot out there. Thank you to everybody who's going to be listening to this as a podcast. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it shells. Up the shells! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 